This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number six. In today's episode, we are going to talk about fear. What is your greatest fear when it comes to marriage? Is it having a burning desire to get married, but fearing you will be single for the rest of your life? Is it finding out your husband is having an affair? Is it losing your job, your home, and everything you own and having to start over? Is it losing your spouse and becoming a widow? Is it the fear of divorce? Up next, I'm going to be very real and transparent and share how I came face to face with my greatest fear in marriage. Hello, and welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. And each week on the show, we will have real talk conversations about cultivating the heart of a wife by preparing you to be a wife, become a better wife, and stay encouraged as a wife. For those of you who may already know me, let me just say that I am super excited for you to be joining me on this brand new medium. And for those of you who are new and are just finding me through this podcast for the very first time, welcome to the family. To tell you a little bit about myself, I have over 15 years of experience as a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and chief cheerleader for women all over the world. So I have a huge heart for you and a personal commitment to see you thrive as a woman, as a wife, and a mother. This is one of the reasons that I created this podcast, because for me, marriage has had many, many, many did I say many challenges and obstacles that I really have had to overcome over the last 17 years? Of course, there are many, many amazing moments as well, but I just really wanted to help prepare women for marriage so that they can learn from my mistakes and mishaps and not have to say, take or fall into the same obstacles and challenges. And so if you can learn or glean from some of the mistakes that I've made and the men and women that I will interview on this podcast, then I feel like it, this is a success because it's marriage is tough. Marriage is challenging. And I had no idea that it was going to be as, as difficult and as hard as it has been at many seasons of my life. And so I want to go ahead and get started and share in today's episode a piece of my own personal journey that almost destroyed everything that I love. So I'm going to go ahead and start at the beginning. And so I, I went to Syracuse University undergraduate for undergraduate school and, and met an amazing man who I loved. It was like a call my college sweetheart completely fell in love with him, dated him for eight years, and it was amazing. And then we were getting married. It was the way he proposed was like a dream come true. And it was everything that a young girl dreams of. It was what I wanted until the week before our wedding. The week before our wedding, I had this huge lump in my throat I uh, I didn't know what it was. I didn't really at the time even have a a very close or deep relationship with God. You know, I would say that I was more religious. I would go to church, but I really didn't understand the Bible. I didn't really read it much. 
but you know, I knew that I was a good person. I was a good girl growing up. I had always wanted to follow the rules. I was a people pleaser. <laughs> I'm recovered now, <laughs> but I was a people pleaser and I just wanted to be good and do good and, and believe people were good. And so getting preparing to get married after eight years of be of dating this man, this man who was like my best friend, a week during the week of our wedding, I was petrified. I had a lump in my throat. I thought it was pre-wedding jitters and this lump did not go away. And I didn't really have anybody to talk to. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. And I was too afraid to postpone it, to call it off or to or really even to tell my parents. And so I went through with it because I thought that is what you do. You date somebody for eight years and you marry them. That's what I knew. And so after we got married, we had an amazing, beautiful wedding. I cried uncontrollably for three days, literally cried. I did not know why I was crying. I thought it was from the letdown of having 200 people that I love celebrating me and my husband. And I just didn't know I was crying. I was, it was, it was horrible, but it wasn't until three years later of being married that I woke up one morning in a complete panic. <gasps> oh no, we weren't supposed to get married. We weren't supposed to get married. And I didn't know though, that those three days of crying after I got married, when we were on our honeymoon, I, it was my soul crying because it knew that that wasn't the decision that necessarily God had for me. Now, the great thing about God is he brings everything together for our good. So although I went through a divorce with my, my former husband, um, God really redeemed that. And that is the story that I want to talk about about today, but I wanted to give you a little background so you kind of know a little bit more about me and, um, and I kind of understand where I'm going. So after uh, I, I separated from my former husband, was going through the divorce, I was actually working with a, my current husband, I was working with him and he owned a fitness company for women. And when he, by him owning this fitness company for women, they, I actually worked with him because I have a master's degree in health promotion. And so that is something that I love to do. And so we were working together for um, probably about a year. And then we had a Christmas party. This is where the story begins. <laughs> so I, we had a Christmas party. He walked off the elevator and it was like, I heard music. He was walking in slow motion. It was like a movie. And I was like, wait a minute, what is going on? And I was actually planning to move out of the area. Just didn't, you know, a week before my a boss at a job that I was working out, a boss at a job that I was working at, she actually came in and cursed everybody out in the office. And in that moment, it was like an out-of-body experience. I just started packing my things up and left. So this was the same week that we had this Christmas party. 
with this fitness company when my current husband walked off the elevator and it was like I heard harps. Okay, so we were talking and there was just clearly this instant chemistry. We had worked before together. We'd worked together before. And, you know, he, he would tell me about some of the girls that he dated. And it was just really strange. Okay. So fast forward a little bit, we started, he started courting me and literally swept me off my feet. He went above and beyond to see me, to talk to me, to take me out, you know, for Christmas, he got me I mean, he's totally spoiled me like I was the, a princess. And I believe that that's how, not this necessarily the spoiling, but the way he treated me, the way he cared for me, the way he, he I felt safe and like, like a priority to him. It was everything that I had desired because, um, you know, I just had dated some guys who really didn't have much um, ambition or, you know, didn't really have a whole bunch of leadership skills. So this was a real departure from what I was used to. And so I was super excited just to have him in my life. And so, but I was scared, ladies. I was scared because I had recently just gotten out of a marriage and I just knew that this is the guy I was supposed to marry. So now this new guy comes into my life and I'm like, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself at all. And I remember one day we were actually on a date. I don't remember where we were going, but I heard it as clear as day. I heard the Lord say to my spirit, it, he said, I've created you to be Adrian's husband so that he can become the man of God that I need him to be. I was like, what? Now, you know, I was probably digging in my ears, making sure they were clear because it was so clear what I heard and sensed in my spirit. It wasn't an audible voice, but I just knew 100% convinced that this is what God said to me, that Christy, I have created you to be Adrian's wife so that, that he can become the man of God that I need him to be. Okay. So that's an important piece. So now we, we move forward. Six months later, he asks my dad for my hand in marriage, very romantic. He proposed at, by the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, beautiful. Six months later after that, we've, we went through premarital counseling and, um, and really walked through this premarital process with our pastors. It was amazing. It was great. I learned a lot because we were two divorced people getting remarried and we got married and then we moved fast forward a little we had three children in three years and it was a dream come true it literally was everything that i had envisioned my life to be like when i was 13 14 years old and i knew i wanted to get married and have children it was everything everything that i wanted and then I, we started a, the marriage ministry at our church. We started taking couples through premarital coaching classes and, and helping them to prepare for marriage. And it was just, it was helping us. It was helping to hold us accountable. It was, it was great. It was a great life. We had beautiful, healthy children and a home and, and we were just flourishing. We were thriving in life. And, and once we 
kind of transitioned after starting the marriage ministry. We kind of um, handed it over to a new couple. And, you know, I still felt like this process of helping women and couples was a part of our purpose and calling and assignment from God. So started doing it privately with other men and women and, and it was great. And then I went to my computer one day, cause I mean, working from home, I was a stay at home mom and I went to, I went to work. So I was actually, my work was my office in my house. And so I sat down and I was looking through my emails like normal. It was a normal Monday morning. I have this beautiful picture window that I'm able to look out of every day when I'm working. And so it was a normal day. And I was looking through my emails and I was started to read. Hi, Christy. I know you don't know who I am, but I am no longer dating your husband. I, I couldn't even finish reading the email. I, I, I had to read it again because I could not believe it. I could not believe what I was reading. Christy, I know you don't know who I am, but I am no longer dating your husband. What? What? Now, I wanted, I've wanted to be married since I was 13 years old, I knew that my made my parents very nervous because that's all I talked about was wanting to get married and have children. And we had the, the dream or so I thought. And so I finished reading the email. I sat back in my chair in complete disbelief. I looked up at the sky. I had a lump in my throat the size of a bowling ball. I could barely swallow. I could barely breathe. I don't even think I breathe. I, I had took a breath for 30 seconds at least. I took a deep breath. I thought, what am I going to do? This is my greatest fear. This was my greatest fear that my husband would cheat on me, that my husband would have an affair. What am I going to do? So immediately I finished reading the email and I called my husband right away. When I called him, I said, do you know a girl named Maria? Of course, the name has changed. He said, who? Maria. Do you know a girl named Maria? No, I don't know who Maria is. What are you talking about? See, this is what I mean. This is what I'm talking about. And he went on and got extremely defensive to the point where he hung up. 30 seconds later, he calls me back in tears, bawling, crying. Yes, I had an affair. My jaw dropped. I didn't know what to do. The first thing he said was, I'm on my way home. And I was like, no, don't come home because he was already almost an hour away from the house. So in my mind, I felt like he was going to call her, try to save it and salvage it because the email came from her. The email that I read was from her. And so 
he's like, no, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I said, okay. So I hung up the phone and I called my pastors right away and explained to them what happened. And he's like, we need to see you immediately right away tonight. And so we went over there to meet with our pastors. And one of the things before I even went over to my pastor's house, I sat in my chair at my desk for a good 15 minutes and I was in complete shock. So there were no tears. There were no, there was no anger yet. It was complete shock. And all I could do was think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? Of course, immediately I thought, okay, if I run to the divorce courts, okay, that means I will be divorced twice. I've got kids now. What does that mean for them? What am I going to do? And then I thought, wait a minute. God said to me that I created you to be Adrian's wife so that he can become the man of God that I need him to be. (gasps) So I sat back and I knew I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to get a divorce. I knew that I loved my husband, so I did not want to do that. So I knew though, in my new walk with God, my new journey, the new level of intimacy that I had with God, I did know that there was a devil out there. There was an enemy. There was a demonic force whose job was to steal, kill, and destroy everything that was good everything that brought that God had brought together, that there was an enemy, that there was a a demonic force that whose sole job was to steal, kill and destroy. So I remembered this in that moment. And in that moment, I was like, no, devil, I am not going to give you my family. I am not going to give you my husband. I'm not going to give you access to my children. You will not have them today. Now, to be able to say this within 30 minutes of being, of, of knowing that my husband has had an affair, it was completely God, 100%. The whole situation was God, because let me just unfold how this all happened. So three weeks prior to reading this email, I get a an email from a young lady who actually follows my blog. And she told me, she said, Christy, I saw your husband board a plane today with a woman who was not you. And I know your heart for marriage. I know your heart for people and 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 wives. And I this has happened to me before. So I wanted to tell you I struggled with it. I wasn't sure if I should tell you but I wanted to tell you. Um, because she, uh, I was, my seat, my assigned seat was the one next to your husband. But this girl who wasn't you asked me if I would could switch seats with her so that she could sit next to him. But her seat was behind my seat. And so I was able to see their interaction. And I know that this was your husband. So I just wanted to let you know that I was sorry. And I want to let you know that I saw this. And I was so grateful that she told me. And so I I asked my husband, I confronted him. Did you board some plane with some girl who was leaning on you and trying to kiss on you? And he was like, no, 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 he denied it. 
Okay. So then uh, a week later was two weeks later, I should say, was the letter that I got from the mistress. Then a week after that was where I got an email on my same um, email trail, like the support email for my, my website from about 20 different women saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, I see that your husband's having an affair. Oh my gosh, I see your website and your heart to for marriage and and families. I'm so sorry. It was they were emails from random women because my husband and I were on a cheater site. We were the he there was a picture that was taken off my website put on this cheater site that we were the cheater. He was the cheater of the week, 180,000 views. Mind you, this is my purpose. This is my calling. This is God's assignment. So you can only imagine the level of shame and anger and betrayal, the defamation of character that all came rushing in. This was only a week, maybe a little more than a week after I found out about the affair. So it just got worse. It got worse. So this was my worst nightmare as a reality. The very worst, my greatest fear before I got married was that my husband would have an affair and cheat on me. And so this was my greatest fear coming to realization. And it was even worse than I even imagined with all of the different moving parts that were a part of this story. And so uh, one thing I did know is that I was 100% convinced that I wanted to fight for my marriage. I wanted it. And so even though all of these different things were taking place, the thing that was so powerful is not only did I want to fight for my marriage, but my husband did too. Now, one of the things that was really difficult for him was forgiving himself. He struggled to forgive himself and to accept forgiveness. And that was totally God because I don't want to be, um, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that when there were moments where I wanted to take a bat and break every bone in his face, in his fingers, in his, his legs, because I was so hurt. I was so angry and I wanted to punish him. I would be remiss if I did not tell you that there were mental movies that I, the, the, that I experienced the mental movies when your spouse has an affair that are crippling, that are paralyzing sometimes. There were times where I couldn't even get up off my bedroom floor. All I did was want to look in the, at, through my window at the sky and not get up and just cry. I didn't want to eat. Now, mind you, I had three babies to take care of, but God knew what I was going to go through. So he had sent a, a, an angel who had lived with us and we thought we were helping her, but in fact, she was there to help us through this very dark time in our marriage. 
And so we were, we took every day, every moment was that moment. After I told him, it literally was maybe the second day after I found out that he had an affair, I told him that I forgive you. And he broke down and started bawling. And I told him, I forgive you. I love you. And I want to fight for our marriage. And he said, I love you. And I want to fight for our marriage too. But I don't even know how I, I can't even look at myself in the mirror because of what I did, what I, of what I've done. And we took one hour at a time. We took one day at a time. Some days were worse than others. I remember the first time that we were intimate um, after finding out that he had an affair and we both just cried. We just cried. And what we did is we surrendered to the powerful presence and love and grace and mercy of God. And he literally took both of us in his hands, held us close, and we were closer. We became closer to each other than we ever have before ever and God healed us God restored us God reconciled us it was one moment at a time one hour at a time one day at a time and we just God rebuild he rebuilt trust he rebuilt love and it was him and so a little further down into maybe a month or two after the affair, I get a, an email from somebody who uh, is doing an article on forgiveness in the magazine Real Simple. And I shared my story and they were like, we would love to write your story in Real, Real Simple. And I was like, okay, I asked my husband's permission and he said yes. And so we... It was published in Real Simple Magazine, and there were emails that came in from other women who had experienced the same thing. They found out that their husband was having an affair, and because I'm a coach, I offered to coach them through this process, and let me just explain what God has done. God has restored and healed and reconciled their marriages greater to where greater than where they were before. And so every dark moment, every dark experience, every painful situation that you go through is all for God's glory. Every single couple that called me who wanted to walk through this process of healing because they wanted to fight for their marriages. I just shared with them what we did. I just shared with them what I did. And God did the same thing for each of their marriages every single time. And so I know that this thing that was the greatest fear in my life was a complete setup complete setup because it sounds like a story it sounds like a movie where they he gets on the airplane with the mistress and the person his the seat his assigned seat next to my husband was somebody who knew me who knew us from my blog that's a setup to 
now there's the situation where um, the, the mistress reaches out to me and says, I'm no longer dating your husband. That's the setup. Then the cheater site with 180,000 views. That's the setup. And through all of it, through all of it, the devil did not win. He did not win. God restored me and Adrian to better than we have ever been before. We were the closest we had ever been through the darkest time of our marriage. And as a result, God healed. Not only did he heal our marriage, but he, he healed numerous other marriages as a result. Who the devil tried to steal their marriage, destroy their marriage, kill their marriage and, and their, their families. And so everything that you go through, everything that you experience, you have to know that it's not, you're not only going through it for you. You're going through it to help other people who are going through it, who may not have somebody to talk to or somebody to help them through this. And the thing that was so, um, was such a blessing was when I was taking these women through these coaching sessions that only we, we had a bond because I could speak their language of pain. I could speak their pain language. So when I talked about mental movies, they knew exactly what I was talking about. When I talked about not wanting to get up off the floor because and I didn't want to eat, that I wanted to break every bone in his body with a bat, they knew what I was talking about. They knew the, the different stages of offense that they had gone through because I was there with them. I could, and, the, and so many of them said, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. That's how I feel. I didn't know how, I couldn't find the words. I didn't know what words to use, but yes, yes, yes. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. So look at God, look at what he did. The devil tried to steal, kill and destroy my marriage and my family, but I made a decision not to give them over. I am not going to give you my marriage. I'm not going to give you my family. And my husband came into agreement with that declaration. And he said, I want to fight too. Now, there are, are several couples that I have taken through coaching sessions where both people did not want to fight together. And if both people don't want to fight to save the marriage, it's, it's hard. It's almost impossible because both people have to want to fight. Because let me tell you, it's a fight. It's a fight to overcome infidelity. It's a fight to, to renew your mind, allow God to renew your mind so the mental movies do not destroy you. It's a fight, but it can be done. I am a living testimony that, that we have overcome this horrible experience in our marriage that was literally over six years ago. Praise the Lord. And so I really want to end this podcast by helping to just pull out a few points that were really critical in me and my husband getting through this very dark time in our marriage. So number one was the fact that both of us had our own, had developed our own level of intimacy, our own relationship with God. So a relationship with God is critical. You know, 
he is our creator and he created you. He created marriage. Now he has given a purpose to you. He's given a purpose to marriage. When you don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. So you need to understand your purpose. And the only way to understand your purpose is to really study your creator, the one who created you and gave you purpose, right? If you don't know what the purpose is of marriage, the purpose of marriage is not to bring you happiness. <laughs> I mean, that may be one of them, but it's not the sole purpose, right? So there's purpose in your, there's a purpose for why you are married to who you are married to, why God has brought this man or woman into your life to marry. There's purpose in that. And so it's important to understand what that is so that when these storms come, when the enemy tries to steal, kill and destroy, you are not derailed and running to the divorce court. And so I can say very confidently that because I did not have a relationship with God when I got married the first time, I did not know any better. And so divorce was, I thought, the only option because I didn't have a foundation or even a solid relationship with God. But for the second time around, I do. And I already know if I did not have a relationship with God, I would have been divorced a second time. And so develop your own relationship with God is critical. And if you don't know how to develop a relationship with God, I want to just invite you to join our community and you can actually go to bit.ly B-I-T forward slash join wife wisdom and, you know, listen to read the blogs, become a part of our community and really the, the people that I, I introduce you to as far as on the podcasts and, and that are a part of my life, I really want to share them with you and they will help you to learn how to develop a deeper, closer relationship with God. Um, going to church, um, just getting into God's word, reading the Bible and, under, and, and, and finding resources and tools to help you understand it is is critical number two you have to be 100 percent convinced that you are supposed to be married to the person that you are married to you've got to be 100 percent convinced i was 100 percent convinced that i was supposed to be married to adrian that that god created me to be his wife so that when the storms came i'm like wait a minute god you said that I'm supposed to be his wife, not this other little chick who's trying to still kill and destroy my marriage. Nope. I'm supposed to be his wife. I have the grace for him. So all this other stuff I already know is not from you. So the devil get behind me. <laughs> so you have to know, right? You've got to know that you are hundred percent convinced. You can't be like, Oh, I love him. Love is a feeling like, if love goes in and out, right? Because love, when we, we talk about love, the way we know love, right? The, the way human beings know love, it, it can change in a matter of 60 seconds if they do something to piss you off, right? So when we start learning God's kind of love, that's a different story. But we're talking about like, oh my gosh, I've got butterflies, I love him. No, you, if you're marrying for that reason, I'm so 
sorry to tell you that that is not going to sustain you, sustain you into happily ever after. It won't. Now, when you make a decision to love someone, when they have hurt you, when they have offended you, when they have stabbed you in the back, when they have betrayed you, when they have had an affair and you can still love them, that's a God kind of love. That's a different kind of love. And we'll talk about that on another podcast. The other decision is, the other point is make a decision together that divorce is not an option. One of the things that Adrian and I both decided is that we were not going to talk We weren't even going to, when we were in a heated discussion or we were fighting, we were not going to use divorce as a manipulation weapon, right? Oh, well, then I guess I should go get a divorce or maybe we should. That's manipulation. That is control. When you throw divorce at your spouse because they're not doing what you want, because they pissed you off, that's called manipulation. We made a decision together that we would not do that. Number four, learn Learning forgiveness will save your marriage, it will save your relationship, and it will keep your heart from becoming hard and bitter. You have got to learn forgiveness. Most people do not know how to forgive because they feel, they think that forgiveness is a feeling. You will never feel like forgiving. I never felt like forgiving my husband for having an affair. Nope. For for choosing to be with another woman in a way that he should not have been, <laughs> I never felt like forgiving him. It was a decision. I had to make the decision to forgive him. Forgiveness is a gift. And when you give it, you have to let it go and release it. You can't say, I forgive you and then continue to hold the offense over their head. That's not forgiveness. That's punishment. That's manipulation. That's not true forgiveness. So you have to learn forgiveness and um, it will save your relationship and help you heal your heart through the different offenses. Um, And number five, decide what you want in your marriage now and don't allow negative circumstances to move you off of your goal. Decide what you want. I don't want my children to experience divorce. I experienced it um, not only from the marriage standpoint, but from a child standpoint. It's terrible. It's terrible. I did not like it. And I don't want my kids to go through that. And I I also know, recognize the power. um, I I understand what a generational curse is, something that's transferred from generation to generation to generation. And sometimes people don't even realize I did not want to transfer divorce to my children. And so make the decision as to what kind of marriage are you going to have? What kind of marriage are you going to to create with your decisions, with your forgiveness, with your actions, with your God kind of love, the unconditional love. What kind of marriage are you going to create now, today, even before you get married, before you, if you have a desire to get married, what type of marriage are you going to commit to? You are going to stay, stay true to regardless of the 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 storms that come now i'm not referring to abuse i'm not referring to that i'm referring to you know when your husband you know gambles all the money away right are you going to run to the divorce court or are you going to stand and rebuild together because you love each other and you both have made the decision and commitment to fight together for your marriage so this was the journey 
of my greatest fear. And I am so just humbled to say that God did it. God did it. He brought me through my greatest fear. He brought us through our worst time, our darkest time, our darkest hour. And in, in addition, he helped numerous other couples come through their darkest time too, just because of my decision to share and to be vulnerable and to bring hope because God did it for us. He'll do it for you. And, you know, this was, I've shared this, this story and this testimony numerous times with my husband and, you know, we've been on numerous panels and just talked about the, the power of forgiveness. We've talked about how when you surrender the pain and the, the control and the manipulation and the desire to punish and you surrender that all to God and he just, just brings you into his arms and holds you and protects you as in your journey towards or in your journey to healing and restoration that there's something really beautiful that comes out of this pain and that is true love that's honesty that's restoration and and reconciliation and truth and trust and intimacy and all of those things came as a result of trusting God in and through the process of something being so hard and painful and scary and hurtful. And so I want to encourage you today to know that what you're going through, if it's the darkest time of your life, if it's the most painful thing you've ever experienced, I want you to know that you are not alone, that there is a God who is there, a God is there to help you through it. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He is always there to to help you through. And so I don't want you to forget that he's there. Call on him. Ask him for help. Ask him to take away the mental movies. Ask him to soften your heart towards a person who offended you. Ask him and he will show up. He will. He will. I promise you. He will show up. You need to be patient and just surrender and humble yourself before him so that he can do what he's best at doing. And so I hope and pray that, and I believe that by sharing my story with you today, that it will encourage you. It will bring hope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be transparent, to be vulnerable, to share a very dark time in my life and in my marriage with you. I just appreciate you listening. And I believe and pray that, that it brought encouragement, that it gave you hope. And if you know someone who has gone through a similar situation, please share this podcast with them. 
and invite them to become a part of our community. I so appreciate you listening and sharing with other women who desire to be a wife, who want to thrive as a wife or need encouragement as a wife, because that is the purpose of this podcast. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for your love and support. I appreciate each and every one of you. God bless. Wow. Even though I've shared that story numerous times and it was even published in a magazine, I still got butterflies and I just know the power of transparency and vulnerability and really what God does with it when you trust him with it. And I trust him and I believe that this was a blessing for someone, that it encouraged someone today. And so I would love to hear from you if you were encouraged by today's podcast, if you could email me send a message to me if you have my number, if you can post something in our Wife Wisdom podcast Instagram account, anything to just hear from you, even posting a review and rating it on iTunes or Spotify. It would just bless my heart because you know how the enemy wants to bring fear and shame because when you are vulnerable or you are transparent, then you risk being judged, right? You risk being judged by people when you do that. And I think that's why most people don't like to be vulnerable or transparent because who wants to be judged, right? Who wants to put themselves out there to be judged uh, by anyone. And so thank you again for creating a safe place for me to show up real to really be honest and take you through my honest, authentic journey. And before I go, I just want to share with you a few ways that you can connect with me. You can email me at hello at mrschristyjones.com. You can fill out a form on our website at mrschristyjones.com. And I'd love to invite you to become a part of our Instagram family. We are on Instagram at Wife Wisdom Podcast. Also, are to join our tribe to get our blogs and communication about upcoming programs and events. You can go to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash join wife wisdom. And so that about wraps it up for this episode of the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones. So thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify because your posts and your reviews and your ratings will help this reach other women. New podcasts are available every single Monday by eight o'clock AM Eastern Standard Time. So you're able to subscribe via these podcast platforms and to so that you're able to be notified of new episodes. Speaking of upcoming episodes, please be sure to tune in every Monday because the next few episodes are going to knock your socks off. Not like the other ones haven't, but really we have some exciting guests coming over the next few weeks. So you're not going to want to miss it. 
please be sure to share these podcasts, get the word out to your family, to your friends, to your girlfriends, um, anyone who desires to be married, who wants to thrive in their marriage, who wants to fight for their marriage. This podcast is for them. So thank you again for joining us. I look forward to seeing you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.